Welcome to another episode of Gaming News Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Spidey. And today, oh, we're talking about a couple things, but we'll start with the E3 news. Okay. Yeah, Spidey here figured it out. So, so Nintendo and all the other people. So, so the big names are gone. Like they're not going to be in E3. They'll be in the area of E3, like Xbox will be, Microsoft and stuff. But for some reason, they're bailing on it, and it's kind of like. I understand where they're coming from because, uh, you know. Why do you think they're doing? Because they want to do their own thing. They want to do their own thing. E three holds them back, in some ways, because you remember how many freaking times E three was really cringy, like. Oh yeah, E3, I, I, that's so funny E3, though. E three is a place where it's like non gamers come in and just like non gamers all over the world come in just to see the famous people and stuff. Yeah, cuz people get paid like that Jess classic Jesse uh, Jesse Wellens thing. Yeah. I'm a YouTube creator. <sighs> Dude. The, I will say I love watching it, but it is hard to watch. It's is it's funny to watch later, but in the moment it's so hard to watch. It's I like, like he he calls the guy Nick. Thank you Nick for having me. And the guy's name yeah. isn't Nick. Like you know what I mean? His his name is Marcus producer of the game so so he's like marcus uh thank you uh this is marcus uh producer of the game thank you nick for having me and his name is not nick oh so he calls him his right name and then his wrong name yep he calls him the wrong name immediately after so it's like i understand you're in a crowd of gamers and still if you're a non-gamer what, what about that one douchebag who was like making fun oh, of everybody yeah. he was he drunk was, he was, he was drunk. like yeah, you guys have never slept with anyone and it's like such an odd thing to bring up that he was also like hammered I forget who it was, but... I don't it, remember his name either. He's he an actor. Fu- he wasn't funny, and he and he was hammered. He's an actor, and you usually don't get actors for that kind of stuff, because it's really cringy. Like, I'm gonna, I'm yeah, gonna, just get people who like video games. Get, it's not a hard... Get the people that made the game. What they made the game? Stop giving me people that don't, like... There's a YouTuber. Like, who cares if a YouTuber's there? Of all the people, YouTubers. Like, there are some, like, voice actors and actors who can at least appreciate games, I'll say. That's True, better. Yeah. It's like, I, I still think it's stupid, because I'd rather just see the person who made the game. Yeah. Because, like, when you think about it, all E3 is, and this isn't even getting into Nintendo stuff, which... Splatoon 2! Literally awful, dude. It's like... And I'm going to get into that now, because, like, yeah. Xbox and all those people, they, they do stuff like Connect and stuff. Connect is really cringe because it's motion controls and stuff. Like, like you've seen the presentations with that. It has these kids being like, oh, like, petting these dogs. Yeah. It's so cringe, dude. But with Nintendo, like, everyone's trying to co- everyone tried to copy them immediately after they did the Wii. And... It's the same with the style of the presentations. Maybe not to the degree of cringe, but when you look at it and you sit there and you think about how, like, it's so gimmicky. Splatoon 2, like, it's all obviously for kids. Like, you brought that up before. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Except it's mostly, there's, like, a lot of adults there. There's a lot of adults there. It's funny that their, their target is, like, being, like, being so weird. I think whoever's deciding it, unless they're just being cringe and they really don't care, like whoever's deciding it, like either has no grasp on like what is not cringy, but at the same time, these guys are like game designers and stuff. 
like a lot of the game designers are cringy too because they I mean, maybe they're just not used to talking to crowds and stuff. A pego too. The guy leaps up and he's like, Whoosh. my favorite guy was the xxxyyy guy. Well, that guy wasn't even embarrassing. He was just being yeah, he funny. Was funny. He was You'd be sucked. Like it was like, mainly the crowd that sucked. The crowd was the bad part, and and so many people say, "Oh, dude, it was cringy." Like the Konami conference was cringy, with that guy who's sitting there saying the "why, why, why you be sucked" thing. Why, why, why? Thinking that's not cringy. That's actually funny. The other, what's cringy is when a guy comes up and says "giant enemy crab." Like that's cringy when he's saying it's based off of uh, historical things that actually happened. Yeah. Like. He says that, and then immediately after, here's this giant enemy crab. Yeah, that one, that's been a meme. That'll probably be a meme forever, that yeah. one. And then he says, it, he calls it an Ashton game instead of an action game. It's a real Ashton game. Ridge <laughs> Racer! That, that one, at least the guy embraces wholeheartedly that it was he bad. Did. Like, he admitted, like, Ridge Racer. I know everyone know crowd does nothing. Ridge <laughs> Racer! Like pity claps coming. Or the doo doo doo. That guy was the worst. Like that, Mister Caffeine. That's what they call him. He's like, uh, I'm not afraid of a few. Uh, and pardon my French. I'm not afraid of a few dick jokes. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says yeah, that like yeah. he's trying to be cool. Like he's trying to be with the crowd. He had a lot of like, energy, but it was just too weird. Like the crowd wasn't about it, which made it weirder. Like if the crowd was like laughing at him. He wasn't talking. I feel like he had the energy, kind of. It was just that the crowd, his stuff was just too weird. He had too much energy. Like, like yeah, seriously, he was, was going, doo, 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 doo. it was like, we're weird at Ubisoft. He says, we're crazy. And he's trying to, like, put on that energy of... We're crazy. Like, we're... They're, they're crazy. They're doing crazy yeah, bad. I mean, I mean, they've been crazy since their inception, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Like, like when I, it's not that I don't like their games, but they just... Okay, so Xbox, yeah. Nintendo, and what else? And Sony? Sony, yes. Are all Sony's, their... Sony's been gone for like yeah, Sony, years. Sony loves being separate from everybody else for some reason. I mean, I don't blame them because they, they were smart in that area where they bailed out of E3. Because... I mean, this makes it so... E3 is such a cluster that it's like... It's, it's such a cluster that it's like, when I'm watching, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'll like sit there having it on, like on mute for like an hour because I'm like, don't care about any of this. Everyone's just waiting for those guys to do their stuff anyway. No one really cares about, like, all the other games. Or sometimes, like, back in the day, they'd do sales figures and stuff. They'd talk about yeah. that on Nintendos, if you can believe it. They oh, sat wow. down and talked about sales figures for the entire thing and how good the Wii is in the DS. <laughs> like, that's all they did. And, and no one's there sitting the like... The DS was great. The Wii but was they're, okay. They're showing money. And then they're talking about Wii Motion Plus. Like, they're not... Like, they're little add-ons. You think they'll make a new game system soon? Or no? Um, I know the OLED, the OLED Switch is oh, like kind of recent. The OLED Switch But bombed. did it actually have any... It wasn't that different. It was like storage capacity was a little bit bigger. Okay. So, do, well, dude, their storage thing sucks. I just got internal storage for it finally because it was so... Or like a card. It's like... But it's so bad! It's bad. Like, I couldn't even install like four games on it. That's how bad it is. I, I and keep in mind, some of these were indie games, by the way. So they weren't AAA at all. They were just like Thief Simulator, and that's oh, not yeah. a big I game. Know, and it runs at twenty <coughs> frames per second, pretty much. Drops from thirty to twenty. And when I played it on PC, it was like having a new like oh, yeah. lease on life because yeah. of how badly optimized it was. 
So, so they probably won't have one soon. So you don't think they'll announce anything this year? Like this thing they're about to do? I doubt they'll do consoles. It's probably, if I'm going to be honest, so Switch Switch came out in 2017. So it's been like seven years technically. How long was the the Wii U out and like the Wii? The Wii, the Wii, I think, was like 2006, maybe? Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, do they have a certain time frame they usually hit? Like, was the Wii U out for seven years before the Switch? It was a long time. It was out for a long time. It was out for a long time. Like, I'm going to be honest, it was probably, like, 2011 when it came out. I'm pretty sure. I think I remember people talking about it then. Like, so this would, we're getting kind of close to a time frame where they might... Act if they're the actually going to do something. I mean, they have to. I'd be cool if they just did the souped-up Switch. Same. I mean, at this point, they have to. They, like, like, like the 3DS, like the like the 3DS XL, that was a huge jump, I feel like. Well, that was because it was the screen yeah. on the 3DS was awful. I'm going to be yeah. honest here. Like, none of the DS screens were actually good. Like, like the resolution was garbage. I, I just looked at my regular 3DS that I had, like the normal version. I, I forgot how small it was. Like the screen is so small. It's small. It's smaller than the Game Boy Advance SP. And and well, it's like a little bit smaller. Those, those were also pretty small. They were, but I feel like it was smaller. I, I was like it was, shocked. It was like the DS XL was like, or the 3DS XL was like was an incredible purchase. If you had DS games, it was totally worth buying at that time. And the biggest tragedy, like. On the subject of Nintendo, like in the Switch, the biggest tragedy was the fact that they had cartridge-based gaming, but you couldn't run your 3DS games on that, on the Switch. Yeah, that would have been awesome if you could do that. That would have made it. I would have played it so much so more. I still need to get a screen protector for my Switch. I just didn't use it for so long, I didn't even care. It's like the library but now is... now I use it, kind of, because of Pokemon. The library is so mediocre. Like, it's so mad. I, I didn't find a game, like, there's a few games where I was like, okay, this is good, but, like... There's not a lot to... to pl- there's still... And, I, and I, I, I'm i serious, there's still not a lot to play. Like, if you're gonna play it, Mario Odyssey, which my my friend that I borrowed it from took it back, so I needed to see if I can borrow it from Faith. But that was fun. You got... I know that we aren't the biggest fans of it, but Breath of the Wild... Well, I haven't really tried it, but it looked boring. It I was, tried it a little bit. I just couldn't even. But, but I'm saying, like, that is one that people would tell you to play. Uh, po- the, obviously, po- people buy it for Pokemon games. It, I bought the Switch originally just for Smash. I don't even play that. And that's what's funny. Like, I like, bought it for Smash and Pokemon games. But You buy it for something, and then you almost forget it exists. Yeah, until that's, this stuff comes out. That's what's, I didn't touch it until Sword... I played Smash for a little bit, not long. And then I didn't touch it until Sword and Shield came out. And then I didn't touch it again until... The new Pokemon came out. Well, like, it's Scarlet Violet. It's just, it's, it's. I'm gonna be honest, dude. Like, do you remember back in the day? And this isn't even like I'm excluding nostalgia. We were freaking spoiled as kids. We got systems that, so you get the system, and they were all backwards compatible. So you could yeah, play a massive library of stuff yeah. with like better visuals. Like, I mean, backwards compatible is always better, obviously. Like, obviously. And and that's what's sad, that you have to think about this on a console. On a PC, you can just whoop-de-doo and put a freaking game in there. You can play old games all the time. You can emulate anything you want. And that's what's so irritating. Like, when I was a kid, you know, backwards compatibility was kind of some of the stuff that was keeping me on these consoles. Yeah. Because most of the Pokemon games on 3DS, you had, like, you had a couple. You had X and Y, you had uh, Sun and Moon, 
and then you had like Orus. That's it. Three Pokemon games. Are you talking about for the 3DS? Yeah, for the Diamond. 3DS. And then for the regular DS, you had Diamond and Pearl. You had... Black and White, Black, Black and, and White 2. Like Heart, Gold, and Soul Silver. Oh, that old game was... All that stuff locked behind another console. Yeah, that does stink. And then, but they backward, made it backwards compatible. Oh, yeah, true, they did. I forgot. Genius idea. Yeah, and it was... It makes you have way more playability out of your DS... Anyway. And then they cut out the Game Boy slot, which was the biggest freaking slap in the face I've ever had. Yeah, that sucks. That really did. That really did. That hampered my enjoyment. The Game Boy Advance cartridges on it was awesome. That was the regular. Was that, on the 3DS? that was on the regular DS. The reg, the DS Lite you had. Uh, that was the one advantage you had in the DSi. So the oh okay I had a, okay I had a DSi with it. Both of those could play the. I got rid of my DSi, but the backwards compatible stuff with the Game Boy, so you wouldn't sit there and have to whip whoop out your Game Boy. It was the perfect sensibility. I think that's why the content is so lacking. We have so little to play because everything from back then is locked away from us behind a crappy subscription service. Well, the Pokemon, yeah. But like, the, the Pokemon games then too had like, they just felt long, like longer. Oh yeah, and harder. So it's like, I don't know something about those. I still I love the new Scarlet and Violet. I think is one of the best Pokemon games that's ever come out. Or it, it had the potential to be like the best. It, it like definitely fell short, which we talked about. So I'm not going to get into it. But you had like something about the old Pokemon games was like addicting because it. The open worldness in this game was awesome. It is awesome. Like they did a good job with it, but something about the like op- if you're like advent- the adventures you go on in the older ones was so cool. I feel like I feel like they put more effort into this one's story is a- is like pretty good. Like at the end, it got really good compared to what I was expecting. But before that point, I was kind of like, it's a good game. Story-wise, the old ones were always like... I don't know if it's just because graphically it was less extensive, so they were like, let's get this... We gotta make this story, like, awesome. Well, I'm gonna have a hot take here, and people are gonna be very upset for me saying this. It was a guided path. That's one thing that helped with the story. It does. You feel free, but you also are... But it's very guided. But you still have the feeling of... And there's other places you can go to. There's big side... Like, there's so many places you can go to... You discover more Pokemon. And I know that sounds like, oh, it's in this one, but there was a different feeling back then. Those Pokemon were hidden. Like, you didn't know where the frick they were. You didn't know what you were going to encounter. In this one, you can see everything. And it's, like, cool, but it just kind of takes the mystery out of it. Like, let's say you go down to a cave, and you just see all these Pokemon just appear in front of your face. Uh It's a double-edged sword because the mystery is gone. The mystery's gone. Like what Pokemon you're going to see there and stuff? There's no dive. There's no, like, there's no... I do not see a reason to not have dive. Like that was awesome. I don't even know why they took that out. It's not enough... Why they took it out? Dive added a whole new element to the games. And, and what they don't understand is... Like, that's why when people say, too much water, it's like... But they had dive. And that was a person on a review site who got flamed the crap oh, out yeah. of it. I didn't realize they got flamed. Oh, they she she would not she couldn't live it down, dude. Like no, no one. Good. I, she's wrong. Because like and, and then they didn't do it. Like they didn't freaking do that that in Diamond and Pearl. And I'm sitting here thinking like so much of the adventurous aspect is sucked out. And I think I know another reason why it feels cooler. 
there is so much color in those games. Like, yes, like everything is so colorful. From the sprites to the characters, the world feels alive. You go to Ruby and Sapphire, it's super tropical. You go to, like, Diamond and Pearl, it's kind of fall-like with all the... Yeah, and the the characters had... This this game, like, the rivals had, like, a lot of depth in in those. Oh, yeah. You were always so excited to fight your rival. Yeah, like, and it was fun because you didn't know when she was gonna, when they were gonna pop up either. Yeah, like it was blue. like oh, uh, right before the city. Oh my goodness, I'm fighting my crap. My Pokemon are like, dang it, I gotta fight. Oh, I haven't healed up my Pokemon. This, this game was more like in the newest game. It was it was more like after every gym you'd fight your rival sometimes or before at the gym, so you knew she was just gonna pop up and want to battle. Yeah, it wasn't just a random like back then. There was an element of surprise. And, and, and the, the rivals in this game are cool, so I was happy to kind of went back to things being cool, but. Something about Wally and and, and uh, Blue and Blue, yeah, dude. Even Gary, you know, Blue, Blue, Blue is amazing. Blue like, is one of the best. Silver, do it honestly. Silver. Silver was great. Like Silver was freaking awesome because that dude was like literally a maniac. Like actually, he like stole. Criminal. He's a criminal. Criminal, abusive. <laughs> he's crazy. He's he's actually psycho. Like actually dangerous. His dad's Giovanni, Giovanni which is yeah. like dude. an insane. Everything connects. That's another thing that's nice. Everything connects. The story is leading you down one path. And that's... The I think Gold and Silver had the best story out of... Like, the it was, most... It was good. The most uh, encapsulating story for me. It was good. Out of any of them. Although X and Y was very good. The only reason why I, like... it could Actually, partially, Black and White... It could partially be nostalgia for me, but for me too. Ruby and Sapphire, just the ending scenario, the ending scenario with the rain and the drought. Like, I mean, they're all good. I don't really... It's like... They're I, all good. It's just... The, all the old ones. And then... Uh, Red and Blue's story is kind of like whatever. I'll say one thing, though. Red and Blue does one thing better than all The rival's cool, but I'm saying like the game story is like, eh. I think Red and Blue's more unique location-wise compared to the other ones. Like, they're just... Like, you look at Silphco and Lavender Town. There's something so much more memorable than, like... They did have, you know, the SSN. That stuff was awesome. Like so, if, actually, I, I probably should take that back. Like, if I look at Gold and Silver... Having to go Silver, through Diglett Cave, having to go through Mount Moon... And Diamond and Pearl and, like, the games after that. Even Ruby and Sapphire to some degree. I don't see a place where I'm, like... I remember this place. Like, this had cool quests and stuff. That's true. I don't feel anything like That's the true. Lake of Rage is kind of... Like, like with the Red Lake and... of Rage was awesome. Like, with Red and Blue, though... And the Bellsprout Tower? That part was sick and gold. I know it's gold but, and silver, but I'm just saying. It's like, if you look at Red and Blue... So Lake of Rage, though. There's so much to it that's like... It's cooler than I... It is cool. I forgot. It's like because the whole Silphco thing's awesome. The Lavender Town is one of my favorite experiences in any of the games. And they tell you nothing about the Silphco, so you don't even know yeah. if, if you have to get it. Like they tell you nothing. And in the game corner, that too, the gambling and stuff. They had uh, um, Sabrina's Town was cool. You had to go down the bike paths and stuff. And oh, with the like legions of trainers. Dude, that was that was fun. Okay, that's true. I still have, like, a giddy feeling talking about the first ones from, like, when I was a kid because I wanted them so bad. Like, when I was growing up, I was like, I want to get these games. It's going to be, like... Oh, like, red, blue. Yeah, and... like, in yellow. I was like, I need to play these. When it was out, I remember I'd read Nintendo Power, like, seeing pictures from it. They'd, like, review it, and I was like, I want this game. I would spend hours looking at the same picture of, like, Ghastly. 
I'm like, dude, I want this game so bad. And and it might be the most I've ever wanted a game in my life. It's, it's the the red and blue and yellow. Well, so, when I look at it, it's well, like, I, got, I only say that because I got yellow first. But there's a wow factor to it. I think that's one of the things. Like, I don't think it's just nostalgia. Everyone says, "Oh, it's nostalgia." You being younger, no. This is when the stars aligned perfectly in a world-changing motion for video games. Like, this is revolutionary. That's yeah. the thing about Nintendo. Like, I make fun of them all the time, but a lot of their games were so revolutionary and nuts. Oh, yeah. And when I look at, Absolutely. like, Pokemon, I'm like, it's adventure. It feels like adventure. And when I see, and when I played, like, the 3D ones, it's not that there wasn't adventure, but I could notice the guided path more. That was the problem. Mm. Like, when, when I play the games of, like, Red and Blue or Ruby and Sapphire or Gold and Silver, which I played a crap ton of. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I had, I had spent... When, that was, when I heard that another Pokemon game was coming out, because for me, that was, like, the first time. When they're like, oh, a new yeah. gen's coming You out. got to play the OG. I was like, this is... Like, when I heard it was coming out, all we, me and Matt and TJ would talk about was that. Was we were, like, just like, dude, I cannot believe we're getting another game. With new Pokemon. I mean, like, we would, like, lose our minds. You know? And I still lose my minds. I was so stoked for Scarlet and Violet. This is what ticks me off about it. It's like... It's how soon, you know... How how soon are we going to spin... Are we going to get another one soon? I guess... They said there was going to be DLC for this one, so... This is the problem, Hopefully dude. it's good. They churn this crap out like it's freaking... There's a point where a franchise can't keep churning things out. Because if you think late. about Arceus complaint... Yeah, I mean, Arceus and Scarlet and Violet came out so close to each other. And, and Arceus wasn't bad. It was just an experiment. I wouldn't tell people... like I, If people were asking, hey, I want to play Pokemon, I would say get Scarlet and Violet over... I would say you could you could pretty much skip Sword and Shield. And Arceus. You probably could skip Arceus, because it's, it's fun, but Scarlet and Violet's like way better than both of them by like a mile. It, so, uh, oh, continue with what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know. I just found out too, I just beat the ending of the game and there's like more content. like like the, Post game? Yeah, there's a ton of post game content you have to get through and I was like, I was just like, wow, I'm impressed that there's so much to do, like so much to do. I, ha- I haven't even scratched the surface of what to do and what you do at the end, but I'm just taking my time because I blew through the... <laughs> well, it's the same with Oris for me. Like, there is a Delta episode and so much content, like... And they had the flying where you actually controlled the... I need to find... I've been looking for my Oris. Because <laughs> I'm trying... I didn't beat it. So I'm like looking for the copy that I have. And you're just it. like, I have to play this. Because it was so fun. I had just... You took in that boat where you finally get to the other island like, oh, yeah. area. I had just got there and I saved and like stopped. It's it's like one of those games... Because I didn't remember what to do. It's, it's like... This is the thing I never noticed about it. You could skip Brawly, which I said before, but oh, you could skip I him. I didn't know that at the time. And it's like such an odd concept. Like, why would you want to skip Brawly? Yeah, I would never skip anything. I mean, Brawly, Brawly is one of those gyms where he's like the water type gym. It's yeah. like, he's not that hard. Like, like he's not that hard to beat. Roxanne's the easiest gym. She's freaking rock type. And when rock type's always the start, you just pick the water starter and almost dominate like, I dominated everyone with the water starter. I didn't even have to have a team. But in Diamond and Pearl, that was when I was in my no team phase. Like, I had a he couple Pokemon. the train one guy, yeah. And he would destroy I, I 90% of the game. I almost tried to do that this game. 
just because I always have a whole team, I was like, man, it kind of be fun to just like crank one out the whole time and not have to worry about it. I was just the reason why I did that is just I was just sick of seeing like leveling up hundreds of times. Like yeah. you have to build them up, and then you have to think about their composition and like what Pokemon's good and this and that. Like it just the, especially in a new game, it's it's part of the part of the fun part is like you don't even know what Pokemon are good or bad. So you this one has so many new ones. You do. I do love that they keep. They do put in old ones that you recognize. Yeah. So I can be like, well, I definitely want. You know, I'm gonna get a Gashly. I'm gonna get like. You know, it's like I want. I got a Scyther on my team even now, and that's been years. I, and another thing is, you could bring your. They're doing that. I think is amazing. Is you can bring your teams from old games into your new games. How old? Uh, you can go back to until recently. You could go back to all the way back. Yeah, I remember you that. You go like yellow all the way up to what you want now. And I guarantee the stats. They, they changed it. So now it's like they kind of cut off that old Pokebank one because we're oh, closing yeah. it down. So now you can only go from like certain like higher ups. They're killing it essentially. They're killing the old stuff. And yeah. I understand. But, well, they, but they are making it so you can still move your teams now. So if you moved your stuff, which I did, remember I talked to you about it. All these old Pokemon I trained forever and battled with a long time ago, I have. So like I'm gonna be able to battle with them as long as I want. They'll stay with me forever. Like which I think is it's corny, but it's like kind of cool. Where it's like I spend all this time training and it's not a waste. This is what bugs me about like <clears throat> about about freaking these games. Like recently, and it, 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 this is pivoting, but it's like the adventure aspect of it does feel different to me. Like that's what you were talking about. You know, you had this wow factor when you were playing the first three. And I, I think it's also because of the art, but I also think the music has a big part in it. And I'm not saying the music I heard was awful in this. But the music what I'm, in this one is incredible. But what I'm saying is, like... When it's you, not as good as the old. I mean, it's not as good. When you sit there and think about it, these old games, uh-huh. and when, when you sit there and think about it, like... They use their. They had limitations like crazy. It's like it's just True. eight bits, and it's awesome, and it's insane. It's literally it very, very good. Like, like if you look at even Red and Blue, the soundtrack's amazing. Gold and Silver, massive improvement. Ruby and Sapphire for me, peak of the series soundtrack wise. Peak, peak of the series because the other one's good. The the Diamond and Pearl, but there are some stinkers in that soundtrack. But but when I listen to the Ruby and Sapphire one, I haven't found a one I thought was terrible. Like I I I, I don't remember thinking any of Diamond and Pearl were bad. It's like there are some where I'm just kind of like, okay, this is mass. Some of the town themes are kind of like ones I used to like. Now I hear them and I'm just kind of like, there's one that's I think it's in the Rock Town or whatever. It's very I forget its name, but it's it's very. There's there's not many that I think that are have bad music. I yeah. do. Th- I do think Sword and Shields was like one of the first ones where they were just like straight loud. Oh yeah, not terrible. I'm not saying terrible. I'm saying like ones that are less memorable. Sword and Shields was like I probably I couldn't tell you one from that. It's bad. Like, this this one there wasn't a ton of variety, Scarlet and Violet, but the direction they were going was awesome. Like when you fight the Titan, Pokemon. you bought it. You haven't. Like, I haven't played it all. Honestly, I haven't played like I anything. Anything. Yeah. I've literally just been working on stuff or sleeping. That's literally all I've been doing. I, What's the last video game you played? Uh, Arkham Asylum. That was oh, yeah, the I last one. That. that was a while ago. Because, like, like, I was just like, 
I need something linear I can get out of the way quick. So I played Arkham Asylum. I got my kick from it. I was like, this is an amazing game. Did you beat it? Oh, yeah, dude. I, I know, When I play that game, I can't stop. I can't stop it. I have to play it. Like I have to play it all the way through. That's awesome. Like that's one of the few games other than Luigi's Mansion where I can't like the first one where I can't sit down and not finish another it. Nintendo, another incredible to Nintendo finish game. the game. You haven't even finished three, and three no. was awesome. And three was far better. I, honestly, I heard two was awful. Two. I did not think three was going to be that good. No, I didn't think we. I was like, we, we basically debated it at night it. almost, and it was amazing. And we stayed up so late. But what? But one thing that bugged me about the third game is there's only one critique I have towards it. So the first game is a very consistent experience where it's like you have this mansion, you go through it. There are optional ghosts you can miss and stuff like. The, the thing with Luigi's <coughs> Mansion Three is it feels very guided. And guided's okay, but it's almost like you notice the guided nature of it. Mm-hmm. You're sitting there like, okay, now we're getting to this section of the game. Like, it feels like worlds instead of a mansion. Like, you know, you're in a desert thing with pyramids and crap, like, and yeah. sand. Like, yeah. When you look at the first game, it's just a mansion. A haunted mansion with lightning and stuff. It's very focused on what it is. It's not just a game where there's too much stuff. That's a critique I had with the second game. I didn't necessarily play it, but I looked at the worlds and heard what people said. And the biggest problem with it was the fact that, like, it feels too much like a Mario game. That's what I've garnered from it. Where there's too much variety, like, there's too much off-the-wall randomness, where it's like, one's a sandy clock tower, one's like this, like, one's the mansion. One's definitely better. And, and I, the experience is much more smooth. It's like cozy almost. It is very cozy. Like, like playing it is like comforting. This one was sort of charming. It's like whiplash. You're getting like whiplash almost. Kinda. It was almost like there was too much it's stuff. Like the areas were so different <laughs> from each other, which was kind of weird. Like the movie studio was my favorite part that of that was game. Awesome, like man. I just. The other stuff, like, and, and the card one was pretty cool with the, the pu- hats. And the puzzles were good. Oh, yeah. Like, they were, like, hard. Like, we had to actually think about Like, we had to, like, try to figure it out. Which Together. Which was nice. Yeah. Which was fun. But it's like... The two-player aspect is also really fun. It was amazing. And, and they almost did that with the first game. That was literally, like... And I'm thinking, how the frick did you not do that? That would have been amazing. Imagine and, if they re-released it with co-op. They should have. They did it with the 3DS, and it was terrible. The oh. frame rate was bad. Oh, like geez. it wasn't even. And and someone actually figured out and found the code for said co-op. So they they found it, and accessed it. So they did play co-op on Luigi's Mansion One. Probably not good. But yeah. It's something you yeah, know. That's cool. And we'll see if it gets better. But what I'm saying is, is like. The experience. The Lu- music, yeah. too. Luigi's Mansion, everything was like matched the theme of like the mansion. There wasn't that much, too much variety. Because we were like, everything was different. Every area is oh, different. Luigi's Mansion there. 3. It's... There were a couple that, that reminded me of Luigi's Mansion. Like when you're like, oh, that, I don't know if you remember that section where all the plants were busted through the walls. Yeah, and had to no, climb that up. was cool. That was cool. Like that reminded that me of Luigi's cool. Mansion. And it was a challenge. You didn't just do something. Yeah. Like that was harder than most of the segments in the game. Yeah. Like we were curb stomping everything else. Yeah. Like, Fighting that, t- that like fossil <laughs> T 
T-Rex thing or whatever. That was fun, too. Oh, yeah. Actually, that I area, do remember that. That museum area was, like, cool. That was good, too. See, these things added up. But when you got to, like, sandy places... There was a couple I didn't and, like, yeah. And, like, the beginning portion of it felt like it was leading... I think the problem with it is the beginning felt like it was leading into a connected experience. Yeah. Where it was the same kind of theme, the hotel theme. But the pro- and and the music was not that good in that game. Like no. it was bad. Comparatively, no, no. I don't actually remember any of it being that good at all. It was like, like Lu- I don't have anything remember. I don't remember anything from it, so it couldn't have been that good. So Luigi's Mansion One was super dramatic, like kind of dun 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 dun. Like it was supposed to be like spooky haunted house with this kind of groovy sound to it. Like it, it was basically Scooby Doo if I'm going to be honest, soundtrack wise. Very similar. Whoever did the sound design on that in general was so good. That was uh, the guy who did the Animal the Crossing footsteps. music. I just mean like every yeah, oh, music. You're, you're talking about too. like the whistling, the, like footsteps. the sound when you open the sound when you open up your Game Boy. Thing. Oh yeah, is uh, yeah that everything was like so. And how it, it, the music when you open your Game Boy thing was like a... I can't remember what it's called. Dun, 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 yeah, dun. yeah, but it it's also sounds like it's kind of far away. Like, it's like... Instead of it being right in your ears, it's like something oh, that's yeah, actually coming yeah. out of the... It's coming out of the device. Yeah, yeah. which was... All, like, all of that kind of stuff was just, like, little things that people don't do. No. Like, really, that often. That's what it used to be back then. Design was a little more tight, like, tight. Like sound design is really important, and Luigi's Mansion is a proof of that. It's everything sounds amazing in that game. It's one of the best games I've like Luigi's Mansion and Arkham Asylum. I mash them together sometimes because they are so similar in the way that they're very atmospheric. They have very dramatic soundtracks, but with Luigi's Mansion, one like I said, focus. That's what it had. It had focus. It wasn't going all over the place they weren't shoving Mario in your face at the beginning. It was a mystery. You didn't know what happened. Like, it was a mystery. That's another thing that made it better. Yeah. I can't remember if Luigi was super scared in the third one. He was scared. He seemed less. He was scared. It was more focusing... I can't remember. If I'm going to be honest about it, they focused on the charming expressions. They didn't really... And that's fine. It was great. Animation, perfect. But there was something about the simplicity of the first game. Mario! Mario! That too. Like, in, in Luigi's Mansion, he just goes, Mario. Like, he's just kind of yeah. toned down, not really scared sounding. You're kind of right about that. Like, he's not that... He didn't seem as good. Like, is is more like... He seemed like more brave almost. Kind of toned down as a And character. like, in the first one, he's like brave, but he's scared the whole time. Like, he's so scared. I mean, who wouldn't be scared going into I'd a thing? I'd be scared for sure. Ghosts going, like, like, and he's terrified. And the way like, he walked was like perfect. Oh yeah, a little waddle. It's yeah. so slow. I can't remember if he did that in the third one. It was very, it was very game animation-y. Like, when you look at the first game, the animations didn't feel like animations. They felt like Luigi was reacting to the situation. Yeah. Not like... Like, in the other game, it just feels like, oh, he's triggering a scare animation. When I play the first Luigi's Mansion, I'm like, Luigi is scared. Yeah, I'm not yeah, thinking yeah. from a development yeah. standpoint, like, oh, yeah. this is an animation. Yeah, That's better design when I'm not thinking, oh, he's playing this animation. Luigi's Mansion kind of makes you forget you're playing a game. It does. <laughs> and it does. Luigi's Mansion 3... I knew I was playing a game the whole time. Because there, were, there was too much variety. I'm being honest, dude. There's almost too much. Because one's like a... 
One is like an actual masterpiece, like for, as far as games, like, and I, I mean in gaming entirely. It has some of the not funnest, just like Nintendo or funnest puzzles I've ever played in a video game. Like they're not too hard. I don't have to Google crap to think about it. Like it's one of those games where you get sucked in, but it's like you don't even you forget you forget that like you're even. This doesn't happen with many games, but like you forget you're even like you're not even thinking about how you exist as a person. You're just like oh you're just playing. When I first played it, even when I play it now. It's like I'm like warped and I'm like, oh, I'm actually Luigi. I'm like with Luigi right now. You actually feel like the character. You yeah. Don't, you don't like in so many games. It feels like I'm with him, like helping him out, and it doesn't feel. It's like yeah, you're not just chucked into. And a I know that sounds game. corny, but I'm being serious. Like I literally am. Like it's one of the few games where I forget about me being like a person. You're I'm immersed like, into it. That's yeah, the thing. I'm like so immersed <laughs> into it, and it was like that from the beginning of that game. And there are some games I play, specifically open world ones, where I just feel the immersion fades away. Like, you get the cool moment where it's like, oh, this isn't a video game. Mm. And then you just realize, okay, this is a video game. Well, a lot of times it just feels like, oh, I'm I'm doing this quest and this thing. When you're, like, leveling up a character, it just takes you out of the actual immersion immediately. Because then you're just like, well, am I making my character powerful? Am I getting this stat right? Am I getting that stat right? It's not natural. It doesn't feel natural at all. But, like, Luigi feels like you're walking through a movie that you're, like, a part of. It's weird. I don't know how to explain I mean, you know what I mean. The only open world game that ever felt, like, immersive at all for me was the Spider-Man games. At all. Like, nothing else felt even close to as immersive as those games. Like... Spider-Man... Yeah, Spider-Man 2... I definitely wasn't thinking about it being a game. I was like, it's like when you beat somebody, you're like, oh yeah, I just beat Mysterio. You're not like, oh Spider Man beat Mysterio. You're like, I'm like, Me. I beat Mysterio, and you yeah. see Peter's life just suck in the cutscenes. Like yeah. you see stuff. The new one was kind of like that too. It was. It was very like I wasn't even thinking about me playing a game at some parts. And there are some Spider Man games where I'm gonna be honest, that happens. Like that's. Spider-Man 2, that happened to me a lot. Like, but. I'll say Shattered Dimensions is one where it felt like a video game. Because every freaking time, like, any of the other dimensions... And this isn't because I favor the, the 30s dimension. It's because it's consistent. It has villains that make sense in the world. Uh, we're not jumping from thing to thing. Like, with the other one, you're going from Deadpool to Carnage with the other Spider-Man to... Mysteri- like, to, it, it's almost too much. Yeah. And, and the gameplay styles blend together so much, you're like, I'm playing a video game. The only yes. different style was the stealth stuff. Like, when you're fighting in Spider-Man 4, or whatever, PS4, yeah. when you, first off, they did one of the best jobs I've ever seen for, like, collect-a-thon side. Oh, yeah. Where you, like, want to collect stuff because you learn so much about it, stuff. You're not just sitting here like, okay, I gotta do this. Yeah. Like, I don't want to like do each this. each item you learn so much about, so much you didn't know. Or maybe you did, but, like, you learn a little more about it. It's kind of the anti, anti-Riddler anti trophy. Where the yes. Riddler trophies were very obviously collectibles. Yeah. And you have to get all the trophies to beat Riddler. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's okay. I'm okay yeah, for sure. a challenge. The riddles are cool. That's a yeah. cool concept. Yes, the but riddles are cool. The trophies are so gamey, it's cringe, yeah. in my opinion. I agree. And that's kind of... Yeah. So, in P- Spider-Man PS4, that the, that fight where you fight uh, uh, Rhino and Scorpion at the same time, 
That was a tense fight. It was dude. a tense fight, and I, like that's one of the times I was just completely sucked in. I wasn't thinking about it being a video game. I was just like, like legitimately like nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is insane. I'd be, I'm like terrified right now. Well, it was an ambush. Like it was an yeah. actual thing that you didn't know was gonna happen. And, and, and actually, a lot of Spider Man. When I played first played Spider Man for uh, sixty four. Oh, the Monster Rock. That whole game, I didn't feel like. Like, once again, I was young when I played it, which probably has part of it, but, like, I was so sucked in, I wasn't even thinking about the fact about me playing a game again. I'm if gonna... you me forget I'm playing a game and I feel like I am Spider-Man, that's, that's like, hard to do. And I... that game, and you talk to all these other heroes and stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'm meeting all these other heroes. Punisher. Punisher. Human, Human Torch. Torch. Captain Daredevil, America. Captain America. Black Cat. Yeah, like... And that's the thing about it. I'm going to be honest. No other Spider-Man game, in my opinion, has ever felt like that before. I actually think the other Spider-Man games, dialogue-wise, storyline-wise, pale in comparison to the 64 one. The 64 one is a completely original story. Yeah, and Venom's a freak, which is awesome. Carnage is a psychopath. Animated series inspiration. Like, it was the perfect storm. When you look at, like, the new Spider-Man game, it's great. I think there are moments where I don't feel like I'm in a video game. Yeah. And and when I see... What bugs me with the PS4 one is the fact that the combat's clunky. Like, that takes me out of it so much. For the PS4? Yes. Yeah, it was clunky on a lot of parts. It's really bad. Like, I, I don't sit here thinking... Yeah, it wasn't as smooth. It wasn't as smooth. There were times where it was... I don't know what... It, like, wouldn't react. Like, my inputs weren't happening as I would hit them. And you would, As I'd hit the buttons. Well, what's funny is they'd block almost every hit. And they block everything, yeah. Like, you would punch a guy, you'd have to uppercut him. It was the same cycle that over and over again. That did pull me out of it, because I would get, like, mad. Where I'm like, how is this... I have super strength. And How are you hit, taking, like, 18 punches from me? And that's the same problem Shattered Dimensions had. You would punch your guy 50 times, and it was more like a combo thing, where it was like an arcade feel to yeah. it. It wasn't like you're sitting here, except in Shattered Dimensions, there's literally a counter going up. So it was the most arcade and it also had the uppercut thing. That was literally the oh, only the way ch- you could... Oh, yeah, that was nice. And that's it. That's the only way you could kill people in that game. That's, like, that's a nice mechanic, though. It's just irritating. See, Spider-Man Two was sick because you could do all this stuff with your web, where you could like oh, hang yeah. them. You could hang them from like posts. You could like, I don't think you could do that in PS4. No, in 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 Spider-Man, the whole trilogy, like not PS4 I mean, not, was more like gadget based. And that's the problem. Spider-Man is a gadget guy, but he's not he's fully not like a gadget much. guy. Like, this you, you couldn't use your web as much as I feel like you should in like unique ways. No. When you watch it felt video gaming. Like you'd have to push a combo button just to watch Spider Man stand still and then go Because two you could do like some you wild could spin them around. just your web, yeah. You could pick them up and grab them and throw them in the ocean. You could like hit them against walls. Like web them against walls or just web them up right there and like hang them up. No, it was amazing. You could you could literally cocoon them onto yeah. a street lamp. Dude, it was awesome, dude. I would do this. So you could just mess around doing that. It's the same with three. Three took the same system and like it's exactly the same. You could web rodeo people, and that's what bugs me about this new one. It doesn't feel like I don't feel like Spider Man in combat. Or in stealth. Yeah. Because stealth is yeah. such an odd concept for 
Like, I thought it was cool at first, but then when the stealth is so simplistic, where it's like, yeah. push triangle to kill a guy, like, I'm okay with stealth, but when gadgetry has to, when that's why the gadgetry is a thing, I'd rather not have it. Yeah. In the, in the, yeah, 100%. And the MJ parts in that game were pretty boring. They were insufferable. She it's was, like, because you're literally just hiding, like you're saying. You're just like hiding the whole time. And the stealth sucks, dude. I'm sorry. When I get spotted, even as regular Spider-Man, I can't go back into stealth. I don't have choice at all. Amazing Spider-Man, you could do that whenever yeah. you want it. Yep. And that's what ticks me off. If you're going to give me a stealth option, like let me have it. Let me like, have it. If I don't want to like, do it... Splinter Cell or something. They have like amazing hiding. Or like Snake. Or, like, yeah, like Metal, Metal Gear. Gear. Like I've played both those, too. It's like, you can't sit there... It can be an option, but don't... Like, don't force me to be combat or stealth. Yeah. Let me make the decision Yeah. for Spider-Man. Like, that's just stupid. I did play a game recently where it was, you could choose... Deus Ex Human Revolution or whatever. No. Because I've heard so what many people... game did I... I was playing this game... I cannot think of what it is. Now it's going to bother me because it was like... I was literally like looking through cameras and you pick where people move. Like, on some of the, one of the levels. Mm. So it's like you're looking through this, you switch spy cameras, and then you, like, yeah, I have no tell idea them where people move. Is. Oh, that was the new, oh, I know what it is. It was the new, the new, uh, Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare 2 storyline. Oh, yeah. There's, like, a big stealth part to it. You have those camera parts where you can, yeah, you have to get the hostages out that's and stuff. That's what it was. You're, yeah. like, telling ghosts where to move. <laughs> See, that's cool. It was, honestly, the campaign in Modern Warfare 2 was pretty dope. I'm tempted to play it. I haven't played it yet, but... It was it was pretty freaking good. And and that's something that's nice about it. I'm sitting here talking about, like, other games, like Spider-Man stuff. Spider-Man's amazing. Where it's, like, it's I mean, amazing. It's still great. It's still a great Even game. Even the ones that are, like, we're saying are bad are still awesome. Like, like Web of or Shadows... we're complaining about, they're still amazing. Web of Shadows, in my opinion, is the peak of combat and the peak of freaking web-swinging. Because it's so fast. Which one? And I only ask this, but which one's the one? Web of Shadows is the one where you can be good or bad. Right? Yeah, okay, the yeah. black suit, red awesome. suit. The combat is so fast paced. I don't know anyone who's picking MJ in that. Though, no, no. And and they give you a choice. Like that's, that's what's cool. nice. You're that not. That was awesome. You get. They give you a choice on what to do. You don't have to be full good. You don't have to be full bad. You can do both. And you don't have to deal with MJ being so irritating. And there's the whole time. three different endings. Neutrals. Like there's neutral for red suit. Neutral for for black suit. There's different endings. And that's what's annoying about these other Spider-Man games now. Once you've gotten me hooked on that, and you take that away, that's fast combat. Yeah. And I'm playing. Diet Arkham, that's literally what the new Spider-Man game is. Somehow Amazing Spider-Man's combat is better than that. And that was so clunky. Dude, I'm not kidding. It felt so Arkham-y, it was embarrassing. I never played... I played Amazing Spider-Man a little bit. Not much. Oh no, I know, I beat the first one. What's the one where at the end you fight the lizard? That was that was Amazing Spider-Man. Okay, I beat that one. That one was that fight scared the balls out of me. When I thought you're fighting, it, when yeah. you're fighting what's it, what is it? Doctor Connors. Doctor Connors. Yeah, it was creepy. It's just like what about the lizard people that are like zombie things? Yes, that spit? like that that like actually freaked me out. Well, it's like a there's like a global like epidemic, and it was cool. Like not as much as. Web of Shadows? No, I was going to say, not as much as that same kind of style fight when you're in it, but it's with Batman. Oh, you're talking about with uh, 
Arkham. Yeah, what is the freaking guy's name? The, cro- the Killer Croc. Killer Croc. When you're fighting Killer Croc in Arkham... It's terrifying. I was so scared the whole time. He pops up. Honestly, Scarecrow. He's huge. Like, Scarecrow's also... But Scarecrow Killer also Croc cool. is like so bad, Like he can eat you. And yeah. He tells you, I've got your scent. You're like, you're, yeah, he's like telling you, and you're like going down. And it, dude, just... Ter- I was terrified of that, like during that fight. Masterful game. Another design. game that pulled me out of thinking that I was Arkham Asylum, dude. That I was playing a game. Oh, like, City didn't really do that, but this is the problem with City. You have such a great start with the mystery, and then they throw it out the door. And I like Joker, but I'm sorry, Joker should not have been in Arkham City. I'm going to be honest. Hot take here. Yeah, I, I don't want Joker or any anything related to him. Get him out. I don't need him in there. I'm sick of, like, he was good in Asylum. He was awesome. He was amazing in Asylum. There is too much of him. Like, I love him, but he's forced in there. There's a plot with Hugo Strange and Protocol 10, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And then it turns into wacky hijinks with Joker. Literally, like, it goes from a tone that's moderately serious, where people are getting tortured and beaten to it. Comically, because city's like very dark, or not city. Uh, Asylum sounds very dark. They're psycho people. There's people who like. Uh, there's like, Batman talks about saving an inmate from killing himself. Like, and there's something about being in Asylum too, where you're like, you net, you don't feel safe ever. No, because you're in the asylum, so you're like, there's no moment of you being like, oh, or I can just you're, the whole time me. you're just like, you're like, oh my gosh, it's like I'm in the psych ward, like. And you can't grapple away. There's no grapple points to yeah. get away. You just have to fight the thugs. You have to fight yep. the lunatics that pop out yep. from the corners. Those guys are terrifying. Plus the gadget system, the fighting system, and that's like revolutionary. I and think. and here's the thing: the other games improved upon it. Obviously, like that's if you don't say that, yeah, that's yeah. that's dumb. But like, but Arkham started it. But Arkham Asylum, like, and I think that combat influenced a ton of games. Oh, that. Spider-Man! It took over. Unfortunately, Spider-Man became yeah. the Arkham clone. Yeah. Like it's, it's even amazing Spider-Man. They they tried to take the shattered dimension stealth and stick it into a game that was open world and they couldn't do it. They were retarded because you know, you just you push a button to escape. You just escape immediately. They don't kill you. Amazing Spider-Man is the easiest game in the series to beat. I did I do remember beating it very fast. And and that's my biggest problem with it. It had a dark story. It was a story about like people getting a city being infected. Yeah. And it copied Web Shadows entirely, which was even better. But yeah, true. But the pro. But it was interesting. It was a lizard epidemic thing. Like, it was great. It was such a good freaking. And when game. I go to the new one, and I'm not saying I didn't this. Play it. Yeah, I didn't play. It. I don't disparage Spider-Man PS4. But I, I know I talk oh, we're a lot talking about, about PS4. I thought you were going to talk about Amazing Spider-Man 2. No, I'm not going to talk about that. That game's less said about that. Most people <laughs> hate it, dude. It's Spider-Man, like, I'm going to play it someday, but not yet. But, but like, before we... We're obviously getting very close to the end. Here. I thought what you were going to talk about, where we just, like, went off on... <laughs> we went off on the We are going to talk about soundtracks, which we did for a little, but... It was way off. But it was just Pokemon. But, but like... When you look at freaking Spider-Man PS4, it feels immersive when you're webbing around the city. 
There's it, things about it where I felt like I was sucked in, like I wasn't even playing a game. The parkour sure. is amazing when you're jumping around yeah. in the pipes and crap. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The music's yeah. soaring, like. But then the problem is when you get to wall crawling, where it's so slow. Wall crawling, slow, choppy. And when you hit a boss fight, the fights are very bad. Fighting the thugs was like irritating because they weren't. It's not as enjoyable. To fight them in this, Spider-Man it's tedious. Is a power fantasy, not something where you just like get destroyed. Spider-Man. I was gonna say Spider-Man is like. He's like my favorite superhero. He's days. definitely my like, favorite. Like over everybody, I think he's like my all-time favorite hero. And that's what freaking like like it, he's so much more interesting. Just and, his game. I mean, his game has really turned me over to this. And that's what ticks me off about it. Like like when you're swinging. You lose your momentum when you hit a building in PS4. Like, you lose it completely. I know, I know. And he forces into a wall crawl. Yeah. Like, oh, I know. That was I remember horrible. seeing you do it so many times. I was getting times. so mad. I was like, it's pretty bad. It's just like I'm doing, I'm like hitting the parkour things. Like, what's happening? You lose momentum. You, like, couldn't. Because I would try to swing into the fights. You did. I'd be like, oh, I'm trying to swing with momentum in the fights. And every time I'd be like, nope, stuck on a wall. Or, like, you grabbed onto this beam or something. Or, like. It was terrible. And then, like, even but two, you could just—it was not like that at all. No, you could hold down a button and you'd fly. <laughs> it was by. awesome, dude. Same with Web of Shadows. It was awesome. Web of Shadows was even faster. You hold the A button now, no upgrades. You're faster than like yeah. light. I mean, Spider-Man games are one of the only few games where I'll just play just. To, I would play just to swing around. I'd be like, I'm just gonna swing around for a couple hours, and or some... like go to the highest point and just like dive off. Yeah, and then web at the yeah. end or fall or fall. It was funny yeah. ragdoll physics. And the stories were somehow good enough to keep it interesting. Like, yeah. somehow, in an open-world game, and I feel like this is a curse of open-world games, they don't nail stories off. But every Spider-Man game I've played, in some way, has nailed an aspect of the story. Yeah. I don't sit there like, oh my gosh, the story... I don't sit there like, oh, this segment's coming up again. Like, in Arkham City... I'm like, oh, the freaking uh, Joker segment steel mill thing is coming up again. Wow, I'm so excited. Oh, the random Catwoman mission where she just goes to talk to Poison Ivy happens again. Whoa, 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 this is so fun. Same with Arkham Knight. There's so many parts where you're just like, okay, this is just kind of... You haven't played it, but I want to. And and it's like when I look at... I haven't played Origins. I only played City and Arkham, but... Honestly, Origins was the most enjoyable freaking open-world Arkham game. Just because... Which one? Origins, because... Well, it's open-world? It, yeah, it is. I didn't know that. And it's so much more exciting than the other ones. Because City, it's not open-world, it's semi-open-world. But when you look at, like, City, it feels so disjointed... That's my city isn't even actually. It's still just. It is not. It's just like a facade of open world. It's like a. It's like a. A farce. The funnest thing I did in that game, and it gets boring after a while. Throwing a smoke pellet down and fighting random thugs. Yeah, the the gliding around stuff around the city was cool. But and doing like, stuff like that, but it's like the world is so empty and boring. Like it's pretty corny compared to Asylum. Oh, writing wise, yeah. Yeah, it was very much corny. Much cornier than... Well, because we get to see Joker in his element. He's, like, psychotic. He's not coughing from... Like like I said in the... He, he, was, he was okay in it. I was just thinking okay. about all the other villains. Oh, yeah. It, They're, like, Penguin was pretty corny in it. Two-Face was barely even in yeah, it. Yeah, his was kind of... His was just boring. 
And I was mad about Cat that. Catwoman's kind of weird in it. Catwoman's just there. She's just there. Like, there's nothing about her in that it's kind story. kind of annoying. She's like, not, doesn't pick a side either at the time. It's just like... In this one, she doesn't even... Well, she doesn't do anything. She just steals money and then yeah. saves Batman. And then leaves. Yeah. Like, leaves Arkham like City. Again. Yeah. So it's like, okay. I don't even really get the whole point of their... I like Catwoman a lot, but, like, her whole arc's getting kind of boring with... Are they just going to end up together, or are you just going to keep making no. them, like, always meet up for a sec and then bail? That's how like... it's. That's how it always is, dude. It's... The problem... Like, is there any scenario where you stay together, or... Other than like... alternate universes, you're never yeah. going to get that, man. Yeah. You're never... In Arkham, you're never going to get it. Like, it, it... It's never... It happened in Dark Knight Rises, and that movie sucked. Oh, yeah, I guess it did. And it's like... I forgot that Catwoman they... was the most entertaining character in that entire she definitely movie. Was. Like she definitely everybody was. else was so it wasn't boring. it Anne Hathaway? Yeah. Yeah. So much better. Like Batman was so boring in that. He was so one note. That's all with Joker, right? It's it's the one after that with Bane. It's so bad. Oh, that was after Joker? I yeah. forgot. Because it's Bane. Like he's it was such a boring movie. Yeah, it was. I was never sitting there like, look at this. This is it was bad. Like, I was it never... It was very bad. I was hyped. I was hyped up the wazoo. I saw that poster with his mask on the ground. I was like, I'm going to see this. Yeah, Bane's awesome. And then guess what? Bane's a loser and Batman is a pushover. I mean, the new you haven't even seen the new Batman. I'm, I'm glad I have. Pants and... I'm probably not going to see it. Like, I thought it about was, it. It was... <sighs> it's like... It starts out cool, but... It's like you look at, you know, what I was saying about, like... I mean, uh, like, they basically make Bruce Wayne like an emo kid. That's kind of weird. Who, like, doesn't, like, socialize. Which is funny because he does, like, Bruce actually does so... He's, like, an icon for the... For, like, the Gotham citizenry. He's, he, he's like, always at the rich people parties. And he's always, like... That's how he actually is. He's it's, not just hiding away in his... That's kind of what Michael Keaton did a lot. He would hide away, but... Like, a little bit. Yeah, but that's not what... Like, I feel like in the comics and, like, the cartoon oh, series, yeah. he's always, like, a socialite. He's the schmoozer. Yeah. He's the, or he's the... And that's what I think of when I think Bruce, like, this rich, suave man. But with Keaton, it worked because Keaton's was a little loopy. Like, Keaton he was, was not... Awesome. He was awesome. He was not, like... I'm not trashing any of the, you know, that movie. But it's definitely not the usual Bruce Wayne move. And, like... This one's way... Like, Keaton was still, like, socially he's, He'd socialize. Like, in this one, Pattinson just... He, he's just, like, it's not that Pattinson's a bad actor, he's a great actor, but it's like, he's just so... Bad? He doesn't even talk, like, half the movie, over half the movie. Like, doesn't That's even pretty talk. bad. Like, at least Keaton would go around and party I'm sometimes. Serious. Like, he... Yeah, he had, like, swoopy hair, and, like... <laughs> so I'm kind of nice. It's... We should watch it sometime together because I think you'd think it was funny. I would actually like to see that so I can actually review it on yeah, the show yeah, just should. to just to pick it apart. I would watch it again. We should watch it. I would consider that. We try to watch it before the next uh, podcast because I would be very interested in what you would say about it. Uh, because so many people, there are parts I liked, but there are so many people who say that movie is really good. Like I've seen so know, many people. I know. All my friends who watch it who are like into film or whatever, they think it's like incredible. But you're like actually into comics and the actual character and you're like, what the frick is I don't this? know. People were like people were saying it's more they're like it's more like a detective noir. 
that's what Batman is, but... And this... I'm like, I didn't get that from it, but... And there, well... How... Just because one of the main people pushing the story forward is Catwoman? First off, that never... That doesn't make any sense, <laughs> yeah. because, like, what about Alfred? Like, what about him pushing the story? He's not in this movie that much. Which already makes it worse to me. Like, Alfred, in my opinion, should be pushing a story of Batman's. Like, there are some episodes of cartoons that do it. No movies do it, though. Alfred doesn't... See, they did a really good job in the... In the anyway, yeah, you're right. They don't... In the cartoons, he's like... He's like always... He's like a huge part of it. He's like a front and center character for 90% of the show. But I think that the... I think that the movies with Christian Bale... Did pretty good Do with a good Alfred. job with Alfred. Oh, yeah. He's like a big part of everything. And like you, it's like this very big emotional attachment between them. Michael Keaton... This one, it's... That... It's like... It's not really... He's not in it that much. It's the same with Michael Keaton's Alfred. Michael Keaton's Alfred is so, and we're getting close to the end here. But Michael Keaton's Alfred is so bland yeah. as a as an Alfred. And, I and Keaton's very well. It's almost like he doesn't even need the Alfred that much because no. he's so he's, he's well like so off. on top of everything. He's like so on top of everything. He's already got like Vicky Vale already yeah, immediately. He's, oh, she's smoking. He's that. he's got Catwoman instantly. Yeah. Like there's no. There's no moment where you're sitting there like he's kind of helpless. You watch the cartoons, he is helpless without Alfred. Yeah. Without Alfred, he would be dead. Because he, he, he helps him be balanced. Because in the sh- all that stuff, he's just so... Obsessed. I'm just Batman, I'm Batman, I'm Batman. It's like, you got it. Alfred's always like, you gotta like relax. For... Alfred's like, you gotta relax, don't kill yourself. Yeah. And then Batman's all like, I can't do this. And there's actually conflict. That's good writing. True. You That's the problem. When... when when and and that's the thing with Batman Begins, in my opinion, that was the best aspect of Alfred. He's always there. He's supportive. He doubts some of his decisions, but he's there to be like you know. It's emotional. He's like his dad, basically. And then he so abandons obviously... him in the last movie. Oh yeah, that was so bad. That was with that was the with the Christian Bale. Yeah, Bane. Yeah. He abandons him. Bane. But he does it in Telltale too, though, kind of. And it's bad. Like, it's badly written, dude. It's, it's, and that happened in the comics at one point, too. But it's like, that doesn't work for the character. I don't know. It depends. I guess it depends on what Batman's really doing. Like, obviously, he's going to be Batman. So if it's, if you're giving him an ultimatum to not be Batman, that's just stupid. No, he's going to choose Batman. He's going to choose Batman. And that's not what he did in the comics. He so left. I can't support you doing, you know, you know, doing this. And to he's yourself. done that so many times. In the first season, he's great. He's supportive. He's just like keeping secrets from him. So Bruce is ticked. He's like, "What? My parents were evil? What? Is there any? Oh yeah, he was ticked. Oh yeah, yeah. He's oh like, yeah, and that's awesome. That storyline though, minus yeah. Alfred. And and honestly, you don't know if Thomas was as bad a guy as they say. Like, you know he's bad, but it's yeah. like, what level of bad like, is he? Well, yeah, it's like, okay, so he did some stuff, but it's always like four good causes sometimes, or just kind of doing what he had to do. To run a city. Yeah. Like, he basically ran the city. So it's like, sometimes you do a little bad to make sure things are good. And Falcone was there, and he... Falcone. He was like, stole the show immediately. And he, he was killed was in two episodes. Amazing. Yes, like, dude. Are they still making? Are they ever gonna make that again? Is there any news on that? They still have the rights to the property. So, because for frick's sake, give me that back. That's some of the best Batman writing we've seen in so long. And that's the sad part, dude. Like season two, as much as I give it flack, the ending was good. The ending was good. 
I was confused. Except I got boned and you ended up do, getting like a great end. I actually, yeah, I, like I got the girl. Catwoman I got the I, girl. And I, I was like all up, I was like all up on her like the whole freaking time. And I was like not up on her. I was actually, in the beginning, I resisted her completely. Well, yeah, because remember we did the opposite stuff. And then you you had that bad thing happen. Or oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, the Wayne Tower. You thing. had the Wayne Tower thing, and then I did good with that. But then I lost Catwoman, who I was after the whole time. You lost Catwoman, and then not only that, you got like Joker Boy, where it's like and, and stu- you have to yeah, handle and stupid Joker. Now yeah. I'm friends with Joker. You have to. I would rather have Catwoman the whole time, and now all I have is Joker. And you have to handle him. And and it's like here's the thing, he's well written in that, but he's awesome. The problem is they don't. He's obviously bad though. That's what's obviously. irritating about it. He should have been less obviously bad. Yeah. They did really good with it at first, and then it just becomes like, okay, he's psycho. Now he's like beating up random dudes for insulting him. And then he, yeah. uh, It doesn't work. Anyways. Yeah, anyways. Let's rule a little over. Wow, we did not talk about what we were going to talk about originally. No. We touched on it a little bit, but then Batman and Pokemon, which are always together for some reason. Batman, Pokemon, and... Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> All the time. We talked a little bit about the E3 I, I, thing. I love, Sp- I love Batman too, but Spider-Man, Spider-Man is like my kryptonite. Dude. Spider-Man's writing is just better. Anyways. Yeah, anyway. We, God bless. God See you bless. next week. See you next week.